Welcome to the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast that I created especially for conscious introvert entrepreneurs. And if you desire to grow and quantum scale without the hustle and are ready to discover the missing pieces to effortlessly running a solo line business, then this is for you. And I'm your host, Annalena Fuchs, a human design and energetic alignment coach. And my mission with this podcast is to provide you with a shortcut to your most aligned path to success and financial freedom using a powerful combination of human design, science, and spirituality. And I myself have shifted from working nine to five to now enjoying the freedom of creating things on my own terms. And I want to help you do the same. everybody welcome to another episode of the art of slowing down to quantum podcast it's Annalena here and today I have the honor to have the amazing Jenna Bernard with me and she is the host of her very own podcast called the success revolution podcast and she helps purpose-driven heart-led ambitious female entrepreneurs deeply trust themselves so that they can make more impact by fully embodying who they are in their heart, right? And she's a very, yes, yes I love that. And she's a very uh, mm-hmm. um, successful psychic business manager. She's also into all things human design, which we, I guess we're going to talk a lot about today, right, Gemma? Yeah, let's talk a little bit about, I think, yes, let's talk a lot about that. <laughs> yeah, so you are a... 3-5 generator in human design and as you know this podcast is all about slowing down so mm-hmm. you let me know how slowing down has impacted your success in life and yeah what a journey I mean how long have you got to talk about that and that's what I think the, one of the things that I love so much about your teaching and I think it's so unique as well um, you know weaving this beautiful concept of slowing down with human design and I I do I really believe that human design is that invitation to really pause and just go within and really you know find that way that we're designed to express ourselves and to do this beautiful universal dance of co-creation and it's an interesting one for me because slowing down has not been something that's come naturally to me at all I'm an Aries. Yeah. I'm an Aries. I've got a lot of fire in my um, astrology, a lot of fire and I'm the make it happen. Let's go dive into the deep end of the pool without, you know, checking any of the signs, knowing what the temperature of the water is. I'm like the one that just goes and moves and, and keeps going. And so it's, it's interesting because I always felt like that worked for me. Right. I always felt like that worked. But I think we become, and I certainly did anyway, became very desensitized to like the go, 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 the hustle, the push, push, push. I became very desensitized to that. So I didn't really understand or know, or was probably even open for a very long time to the fact that it could be done differently. There was a different way, a different path, a different journey, a different speed that I could move at. I mean, I've been in business for myself, I've been an entrepreneur for I've really got to work out how long. I think it's, I think I'm in my 14th year, maybe 14th or 15th year. So I've actually been, you know, I've been running businesses since I was in my sort of mid to late 20s. Um, so 
I think I, I, I just didn't understand. It just wasn't even in my vocabulary <laughs> to slow down. Um, and so I, I ran my businesses that way. I moved quickly. I dove in. I jumped. And I, I think absolutely um, in some respects, I think, you know, I have a lot of courage and I don't, I certainly don't deny that that has yielded some incredible things in my life. You know, I've been able to create so much beauty, so much experience um, and so much, you know, joy from, you know, moving quickly and doing things. But at the same time, you know, continuing to just go, 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 go for me also left me at a point pretty much a couple of years ago where I was incredibly burnt out. And I think that is such a, you know, for a generator, it's such a, it's such a, a beacon, isn't it? Like it's such a beacon to say, oh, hang on a second, something's not right here. And even though, you know, that burnout sort of happened two years ago, I was already aware of human design um, and I'd started to study it as well myself. Um, but I was certainly if I'm honest, I was very resistant to what my human design chart was telling me because of such strong conditioning. And as I said, I was so desensitized to my own behaviors and my own beliefs and this, like, I think really adrenaline fueled dopamine craving nervous system, right? That was just like, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving on to the next thing, achieve the next thing, achieve the next thing, achieve the next thing, let's keep going. Um, so when human design came into my life, you know, almost three years ago and said, first and foremost, wait, I was like, wait, what, what? do you mean? Wait, wait, what, what, um, you're speaking of, first of all, I don't understand that word. So I need to like, look that up in the dictionary. <laughs> Let me go and read what the definition of wait actually means. It was so foreign to me. It was so foreign to me to think about waiting. Um, but it was really that invitation to wait that combined with being just so exhausted, so physically depleted, so mentally drained, so emotionally, I think, switched off. Um, it's so interesting. You know, I've, I've got the 42 as my sun sign and as a gene key as well. It's, it's only upon reflection that I can see these things. So like having these conversations is so valuable for me because I'm able to sit here and really reflect with radical honesty on what that experience was like. Cause I think we can gloss over things, you know, we can gloss over things when we're in them, but you know, I really was depleted in so many ways. And that was really that invitation at that point in time to just, I think, understand and also just come to deep acceptance that the pace that I was trying to move at the constant what's next, what's next, what's next, that, as I said, adrenaline-fueled um, achievement focus just wasn't working. I couldn't convince myself anymore that it was. I, it was just staring me in the face now. I could not convince myself that it was. So slowing down has been, at first, wasn't a choice. Mm. Now it is. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, I guess our body forces us to slow down at some point, right? Because it wants us to be yeah. and when we don't have energy anymore, your body is like, hey, you got to stop. And then we don't have a choice. And unfortunately, we live in a world and we have so much burnout. I think the statistics are insane. At least I know. And I, as I said, I think we're desensitized to it. I think we are so desensitized to burnout and to adrenal fatigue um, that 
we just majority of people don't even realize they're in that experience until like me it's not that it's too late but it's until you really have been like there's like a freight train just runs over the top of you and said and you've got no choice like you're just floored by it but yeah the statistics would be insane yeah yeah like you say we almost have come to a point we know it's safe to be stressed it's safe to be in burnout because everybody else is that's what we know right Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It really is. We're so used to being in this herd mentality, aren't we? Like we, 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 so many things have so many much that's out of balance has been normalized, hasn't it? And I think in some respects, as I'm thinking about this and I'm going into some depth here because that's where I go. um, You know, I think one of the, the down, downfalls in some respects of us being so intimately connected through things like social media is that we are seeing other people in the pace that they're moving and what they're achieving and we're in this you know keeping up with the joneses type of lifestyle now um and whilst i don't want to i think that there's so much beauty in being so intimately connected look at us having this gorgeous conversation today that would not happen i think that the fact that we are so connected and we get such an intimate insight into people's lives and people's businesses, you know, whether there's truth in a lot of that is another conversation altogether. Um, you know, we're really, we really have found ourselves in this system and this structure, um, in this social structure where, yeah, it's just if we're not achieving what Susie is achieving, then we're not moving fast enough. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just kind of going, I think with you and the whole concept of your podcast, like slowing down to quantum leap, such a, it's such a contradiction. It's such a like juxtaposition. Like it almost doesn't make, like it doesn't make sense to the mind, but the body knows at the same time that that's exactly what happens. That's exactly, it's the only way. In fact, it is the, literally is the only way. If you really understand what slowing down means, you know, it's not necessarily always slowing down in terms of like, it's not an actionable thing. It's such an energetic experience. It's such a, the calming of the nervous system. It's like letting your body just completely let go and relax. And that's really what, to me, slowing down means first and foremost, um, you know, it's really allowing our body to just be in this deep state of um, relaxation, this deep state of homeostasis. Um, And from that point, you know, really the magic does happen, but, you know, we don't... (sighs) Oh, I've got so much to say. I could go off in so many different directions here, uh-huh. Alina. I almost don't know where to go because there's so many things, that, so many insights and so many things that I can see underneath. And potentially that's a little bit of my Gene Keys 19 coming through as well, is that I do have this very strong sensitivity and completely open solar plexus as well. So, you know, I really have this deep ability to be able to feel and see what is going on. Um, that most people can't feel and see what's what's going on as well. And all I will say is that we have absolutely created a very unhealthy relationship with other people's lives um, and the way in which they are doing and, and their own personal journey and their achievements and their accolades and their struggles and their whole experience. And we have started to believe that that's the path we've got to follow. That's how it is. That's That's how we create what it is that we... We desire to create and I think there's so much that we can dive into around that and there's so much insight and so much wisdom um, that we can get but at the same time it really takes us away from our north star and our own internal gps system um, 
And I guess the slowing down part is what needs to happen so that we can reconnect back in with that internal GPS. Yeah, so something that you were just saying, let's, let's go into this deeper. And so funny, right? We both have that completely open ESP. We have that gate 19. So, because I feel the same mm -hmm. exact same way when you talk, you like speak to my soul and out of my heart. So, because you, you, I also know you are all about expressing your authentic self right and mm, yeah when we are and because I, I know I was there for the longest time you know and I, I felt really crappy about myself because I was looking at everybody else I didn't feel good enough and like you say we feel like we have to go at the same pace and as beautiful as social media and everything else like you say we wouldn't have connected otherwise right like I'm in Florida you're in Australia like how Absolutely. amazing how beautiful but when we don't set boundaries mm. and we are like everywhere and following the crowd, what had happened in my case, at least I lost myself at some point. I didn't even know who yeah, I was yeah. anymore because I saw this. And, and I think that's the point you were trying to make. Um, most of what we see online is actually not even real, right? Like oftentimes <laughs> it, it, it's kind of what looks popular on the outside or what we think we want to be or what happiness looks mm. like so we're just constantly mm. yes. and what is yeah. the whole i mean human design invites us to be unique and different not to be like anybody yes right yeah it does and that is if we want to be honest that is actually the scariest thing for a human being that is the scariest thing for a human being is to be unique. And here we've got this incredible system that actually gives us our own unique coding and says, here, here's how you express yourself. Here's how you dance and, and co-create in your own unique and aligned way. And, um, you know, we're too scared to do it because, you know, it's, 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 such, it's so innate to us. It's a survival mechanism. We can't really switch it off. We've just got to learn to relate to it differently. Um, but there is this fear of being different. There's this huge fear of being different. Um, and it's the core. It is the core. I mean, I've got, my goodness, I've got, you know, um, 32 is in my earth. It's my um, evolution as well, which is failure and the fear. And this, so much of this, it really goes back to the root of fear and the fear of failure is actually really about not surviving, about being different and not surviving. And that's really and I know that's a very deep awareness to have, but I share that because I think that awareness can set us free from this constant cycle that we get on to have to continuously like move through blocks and, you know, all the different things that are keeping us from where we actually want to be. Whereas, you know, the most valuable tool that we can ever give to ourselves to allow us to set, to be free, to be us is deep acceptance, is understanding that, you know what, it's actually very innate and normal for me to fear being different. So now I can relate to that fear a little bit differently. Instead of being scared of the fear, I can come to a place of understanding that, you know, it is quite scary, yes, to be different. And I can just work from that place from a very different perspective because, you know, that's that's at the core of what's going on here. That's the biggest issue is that we attach onto other people's lifestyles. We attach onto people's dreams. We attach onto people's visions because we're most of the time very unconsciously um, doing that from a place of fear, a fear of being different, a fear of being outcast, a fear of, you know, effectively not then being able to survive. We can't switch that mechanism off. We've just got to bring a heightened level of awareness to it so that we can start to understand, okay, that's what's going on. When I'm trying to follow 
um, Susie's dreams and her path and her mission and her message and the way she shows up online, what's really going on is that I'm actually fearing being different because if I'm different, it might not work out for me. And if it doesn't work out for me, then where am I going to be? What am I going to be left with? Am I going to be able to take care of myself? Am I going to be able to survive? Again, like I feel like I need to preface this because I've got gate 46, like gate of depth. Like I am like, I'm, it's in my culture key and gene keys too. Like I go deep. I go very, very deep. Think, right? The depth is 48. Oh, 48. Thank you. Yeah, 48, not 46. 46 is my um, pearl. Um, it's 48. Yeah, I've got the 48. So, um, you know, I, I go deep. Like I'm, you know, everyone's sort of looking at the, the block or the resistance or the fear here. And I'm like at this level and I'm like, I oh, know I want to go 300 feet below that and really get to like the root of what's actually going on. Not so that it can be ripped out, but so that we can actually relate to it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a big piece. I think this is a really big piece of the puzzle for a lot of people um, is just understanding that that's really what's going on. and then trying to kind of and then I guess working from that place there because unfortunately as much as we um, would like to be like everyone else on an unconscious level we're not designed to be we're not designed to be we're just not designed to be cookie cutter versions of each other we're not designed to create cookie cutter businesses we're not designed to make money in a cookie cutter way we're not designed to you know have cookie cutter visions and you know and and lifestyles and and you know, all of those things. Um, and that, as I said, it's, I really believe it's actually one of the hardest things. It's one of the most challenging things for us as a human species mm. um, is to just understand that and to be able to then work bit by bit through making peace with the step of just, okay, coming back to myself. Who am I? Who am I supposed to be? What's my message supposed to be? How am I supposed to? Like, what is it that's aligned for me? It takes a lot of trust. It takes a lot of trust and it takes also a lot of discomfort because it's asking us to change the patterns that are so deeply rooted in our collective right now. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> that's what I've got to say about that. I hope that hasn't been lost or I hope that hasn't been lost on people. I hope that lands. I, tr- I will trust that the people that are supposed to receive the depth of that message mm-hmm. will receive that. Uh, and we'll receive that as an activation and an exhalation as well to be like, okay, all right, exhale. All right, that's that's what's really going on. That's the core of it. And maybe to kind of get us off this hamster wheel a little bit of trying to A, be like other people and also doing our deconditioning work to try and be like other people because that's what's coming through too as I'm talking about this is like, we decondition from a very from a very incorrect energy. Like I'm deconditioning because I'm trying unconsciously to be like someone else because they've said this is the what you've got to do and this is how you've got to create instead of actually deconditioning because I'm actually living out of alignment with my own unique energetic codes. That's a very different energy to be doing deconditioning work from. So that's just kind of dropped in as we're talking. And I think that's a really powerful insight that I hope people are able to like really grasp onto that. It's not that the deconditioning and the healing work and, you know, all of that is, um, is, is wrong or, you know, something that we shouldn't be embracing. You know, it's an, a very integral part of our own growth and evolution for whatever we're creating. It's like, but what energy are you deconditioning from? That's super powerful because, you know, when we try to decondition ourselves to have the success or mimic the success like somebody else, that's very painful because like you say, it's not an alignment. 
But what I find the beauty with human design and gene case is that you, I mean, you, you understand, first of all, your uniqueness is like, instead of seeing yourself as a black sheep, you see yourself as, as the unicorn because there's nobody else like you there. And you, the deconditioning that happens actually um, comes with ease as well, where you were like, the, the acceptance is the big piece, right? Where you then, the things <sighs> fall into place. And as you decondition, which by the way, is the journey of a lifetime, it's not like you can have success once you're deconditioned. That's not how it works. You can have success no, now by yep. moving mm-hmm. through the fears in the moment, by moving through the discomfort that will come up because you're not used to being yourself, right? Most of us, we are, we are so used mm-hmm. to trying to fit in, doing the shirts, saying what you think people like to hear, right? And speaking, mm-hmm. and I know for myself, fear of rejection, oh, big one. So when I started to <sighs> my truth, my body was screaming, it's not safe, but the magic on the other side yep. is really that, that, and it takes time, right? It's, it's a small steps, like with anything, like you train for marathon, right? But there is freedom when you get to this place. And I'm tasting that right now more and more mm. because it's mm-hmm. just like me more relaxed because I used to be like, oh, what should I write? People like it. And now I'm like, no, what's on my heart? I'm just being me. I'm going to speak my truth. If people don't like it. Fine. The right people will find me. I mean, it's, it's really that is freedom for me. If it's so amazing. Yes, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. And I, it is the ultimate freedom to be yourself. And as you say, to realize that, you know, we're not a whole lot of sheep, but to be the unicorn, but it is edgy. It is very edgy and it's very stretchy, um, but it's not something that we can we can kind of um, experience on the sideline. We have to get in. We've got to say the thing. We've got to do the uncomfortable thing. You know, healing and deconditioning work isn't just opening up your journal and writing about the way you want to believe. It's actually going and putting action behind that. It's substantiating that. And it's going out and collecting evidence as well of where it is actually safe for us to speak our truth. It is safe for us to be ourselves. It is safe for us to follow our own path and walk that direction. Um, you know, but that that is, and that's part of the slowing down. You know, that's part of the step-by-step. That's part of the journey. Um, you know, and it's, and I think I truly believe that allowing ourselves to fall in love with the journey of Mm. coming back home to ourselves instead of letting the, like being a destination, I think is actually a really um, integral piece and a shift in perspective that will help a lot of people. Um, Because we're so, we've become very destination focused. We've become very like, oh, I, you know, I'm going to uncover myself and when I get there it's going to be freedom it's like no the freedom exists in the journey of the uncovering of yourself the freedom exists in the embodiment of speaking your truth not you know that point where you speak your truth and you get validated for it it's like just you know even just to bring this to life for you and you know as you said at the beginning like a lot of my work is psychically channeled and it's it's you know part of my gift and so I have been doing a lot of psychic human design transmissions recently as well. And where this comes to life of just being in love with the journey was when I was channeling yesterday's messages, I was just like, oh, I could feel the freedom in my body mm-hmm. of just writing and channeling and allowing these messages 
And the way that I channel and, and the way the symbols and the signs and the things that I get are very unique to me. Um, and they're a little bit quirky and they're a little bit different, but there's something so beautiful for me in that. And that's very different to the experience of when I put that work out there and people start to respond. That's like the destination of expressing myself. It's like, okay, I've expressed myself. Here's my work out in the world. Okay. And that's like, okay, I've arrived and that's a point and that's a destination. And then people respond to that, how they respond to that. Um, and what I find is that experience of putting my work out there is so very different to the journey of creating and just expressing myself. Um, and it's not that either is good or bad or, or better than the other. It's just that for me, when I fall in love with the journey of the creative process, it takes a lot of the pressure away from that actual destination. And I think it changes a lot for us in terms of how we are in business and life and relationships as well, um, because there's so much joy in the fullness of the journey and we don't have to wait to arrive at a certain point to suck the juices out of that. Yeah, that's, that's I honestly feel like that is one of the most important messages we can ever really get on a cellular level as human beings. It's like Eckhart Tolle, right? Mm. The power of now. All we ever have is the present moment. When we focus on an end destination, we actually think, oh, I'll be happy when, and we can never really enjoy what we have. And I think life wants to, for us to realize, no, it's right in front of you. It's right. Yeah. There. If you cannot enjoy well, it's in it. Yes. yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yes, you're right. It's one of the beauties of Eckhart Tolle's work, but it's also one of the challenges for us. We, mm. we spend so much time living either in the past or in the future to be in the now. It's so lovely having this conversation. As I said, like it's, you know, to be able to hear these things reflected back and how important they are. Um, I think it's very easy for us to, as I said, like there's a lot of deconditioning, even for me, you know, so much is spoken about online about, you know, arriving, like selling out the program, hitting X amount of months, like they're all destinations, they're all achievements, they're all, and they're all beautiful. And it's not about taking away from that. But what about the journey? Like, what about the fullness of the journey and, and really speaking about that? And I um, obviously that's a, a huge part for me too, um, you know, just flipping into the gene keys. I mean, with the 42nd gene key, it's all about that. Like I'm the reader and the writer. Like I'm so in the journey. It's very difficult for me when I'm embodied in that gene key for me really to see what's happening and to, you know, until I, you know, really get to a point I'm able to reflect back. Um, and also then, you know, the 46 as well, which is in my pearl, like that is so much about just like relishing the moment, being so in the body and in the juices of the now and really allowing yourself to get lost in that. And I think for me, it is, and this is probably getting a bit vulnerable, I guess, to share that. And that's part of I'm at line three. So that's what we do. We get vulnerable. Um, is that, you know, there's so much out there that reveres the achievements and reveres the destination that it's very easy for me, someone who is supposed to be here to be so lost in the experience and the moment of the experience and everything that's going on to feel like that is less valuable to some people. So you know, just hearing you say like that's such an important part makes me realize that there are other people out there that that crave that, that are ready to kind of get off the, 
um, you know, to get off that expectation station or that train that's always like getting to the next station, the next station, the next station, and to come back and just like wind the window down on the train and just watch what's going on and just take it all in and let yourself fall in love with the journey. It's been one of the biggest evolutions for me. It's my life's work. So it's certainly been one of the biggest evolutions for me is just allowing myself to fall in love um, with the journey. And I, I, I really believe that that is another reason why I was forced a couple of years ago to stop and slow right down was because I had lost myself in the future, I'd lost myself in the expectation, lost myself in the next achievement of what was to come instead of just coming back into the moment and the now and the experience and the journey. And that's in alignment for me. Yeah, I really feel like now that you're talking to like the world is really shifting, right? Because we are, because there's still imbalance right now. We're still, I think the majority mm. is still in the after chasing constantly things, right? And it's now shifting slowly as we are doing this work, right? Especially we that consciously are slowing down and we are into human design and the gene keys, which is all about slowing down. And I have found that when I focus on having joy, speaking my truth, being in the moment, letting go of how, and really embodying this way to respond, right? Which is all about slowing down so that I can Mm. see all the nudges that the universe puts in front of us, right? Then the side product is that thing that we call achievement, right? Like, oh, I was featured here I made x amount of money I had a successful launch but it wasn't the main intention it wasn't it didn't come from okay I'm only worthy if I achieve that it really Mm. just from expressing my heart and my soul and trusting Mm -hmm. process in the moment then all the achievements they were there but but kind of yeah from the inside out right yeah, well, they take us. They take, almost take a little bit of a back seat, or they take their rightful place. I yeah. think that's the. As I said, this isn't about, you know, it's something I said. It's not about saying that those achievements aren't something to be celebrated. They're beautiful, mm-hmm. um, but it's about just creating a rebalancing effect because I think we've put achievements um, and accolades and all of those things on a pedestal, and I think. You know, so much, so many of us have open ego centers, right? We've got a huge portion of the collective walking around with open and very conditioned, um, you know, open ego centers too. So, you know, I think that there, it's no surprise that we have unfortunately kind of gone to that extreme where all of that is put up on the pedestal but it is as you say this rebalance and like we only need to look at what's happened on a collective in life with COVID and everything that's happened with that over the last couple of years if that isn't the universe's enormous sign to invite us to slow down and come back into the moment if that is lost on you then I don't then I don't know you know what I mean I don't I don't know what I don't know if you need a signier sign maybe you need a signier sign I don't know like that is the biggest sign and that is the you know and this is what I love about nature and about the universe and these natural laws we can't go against them 
And this is one of the things that I love about, you know, human design because human design really does weave in, you know, through, you know, ancient wisdom, like the natural laws of the universe. You just can't, we can try and work against them and try we do. We can try and intervene. We can try and try and meddle with all of it. But every single time she will come back and say, it doesn't work this way and I'm going to course correct you I'm going to course correct you I'm going to course correct you and just keep course correcting and keep bringing us back down into this moment of just slowing down and being really centered and that's just one of the gifts I think that nature um, brings to us and you know you know this is this is a huge piece for me as well um, I, I do look to nature so so much for analogies in terms I mean there's so much I could say like you know this, I know this is, again, you know, very deep and I can feel there's a bit of conditioning that's coming up for me right now that says that I can't own the depth of the wisdom that I have and the way that I view the world. So this is such a lovely insight for me to kind of feel myself in this experience. But, you know, I'm looking out the window right now and, like, I've got beautiful, we've got beautiful trees and a beautiful garden in our home, which is gorgeous. So I get a lot of wisdom from that. You talk about, you know, just expressing ourselves and just being us. You know, a tree is a tree right? It doesn't try to be a flower. It doesn't try to be a dog. It doesn't try, it just is like, I'm a tree. <laughs> I have roots, I have branches and I have these leaves. Like it just is. And I think nature, when we strip back the complexity and we go into the simplicity of it, you know, and I think we're journeying through, no, we're in gate eight now, aren't we? Or we've just journeyed through, is it the 25 or the 23? I can't remember. Anyway, I'm losing my numbers on all of these things. But there's a lot of a lot has come up around simply like around a lot of energy is around simplicity at the moment. I think nature gives us these beautiful ways. Like we cannot work against that. We cannot work against nature. We can't. As I say, a tree's a tree. It's not trying to be someone else. It's not looking at the tree down the road and going, that tree's growing faster. Oh my God, <laughs> quick, like oh my God, sprout more leaves. And I, I, I know it's, it's funny, right? <laughs> but it's not, it's not doing that. It's just going, I'm a tree. I move at my own pace. I shed leaves when I shed leaves. I will grow my leaves. There's an inordinate amount of trust that happens in nature. There's this trust in this creative process that just happens. And when we slow down and we see that visual right there in front of us and we allow ourselves to really own the truth and that that's how we actually thrive as well. We thrive when we're living in alignment with nature and human design gives us the keys and the codes for us to be able to access that. You know, we see that. We see that it's safe to just be a tree. If we're a tree, it's just totally safe for us to be a tree. If we're a flower, it's totally safe for us to be a flower. We cannot be, for a flower, we can't be a tree and the tree can't be a flower. So don't try and be someone that you're not. Just come back into who it is that you're meant to be. There was other nature analogies that I was going to bring up as well um, with this. But the other one, I guess, is like really that concept of coming back into the now as well. And I think nature gives us that because nature yeah. thankfully doesn't have the consciousness I, to be able to live anywhere other than the now one of my favorite things myself to talk about about this nature knowledge this is saying like never if a nature never rushes yet everything gets accomplished right this yes or or like that we have extremes in nature but and but like like for example like a hurricane right everything is wild and turbulent and sometimes you feel like your life is out of control but in the middle of a hurricane, you have total peace and stillness. And after, mm -hmm. after a hurricane, and even before, it's perfectly beautiful. I mean, not even a, a leaf is moving. I mean, it's just incredible and, and amazing. Or 
talking about the the flower and the tree it starts in the darkness it starts in the soil right and so many of us especially <laughs> yes work like ah this is too hard like why do i have to go through these things i always like yeah remember the seed was in the soil and it was all dark and probably right before it came out that's when you give up but then you get out and then the flower blooms and you know? I know, I know, I know. And it, it, it takes, I mean, because it takes a lot of trust. We're so, we're, we're living very deeply in this 3D reality. We're very codependent on what, we, on our, on our physical senses, what we can see, what we can touch, things that are tangible. Um, and we've lost a lot of that faith in the unseen. You know, as you say, like the seed, you know, a lot of us give up on our dreams just before it's about to sprout. We do instead of continuing to cultivate and nurture what however you know toil at the soil and and just you know love on it and and feed it and you know we're like questioning it we're looking at the soil going why are you not growing fast enough well, there must be something wrong let me fix the pH level of the soil instead of just going well what if I just love on this soil what if I just nurture it what if I toil it what if I go out every day. And I just, you know, invest my time, my love, my energy into it, trusting that inevitably that seed will sprout. And that's, we can apply that to our dreams, our visions, you know, whatever it is that we want to tangibly achieve and receive in this 3D reality, which we all get to experience because we're still here having a full human experience. So as I said, it's not about taking those achievements and those experiences off um, you know, making them less important. It's just about creating some a rebalancing effect um, within that. But that takes us, that's the journey, right? It's the, this is the journey. Like we want to use that gardening analogy again. You know, we're all sitting there waiting for the moment where the seed sprouts, like everything, like all our pin, all our, all our worth, right? All our worth is like just waiting for the seed to sprout and forgetting about the journey of going out every day and just nurturing and loving and toiling and just enjoying, you know, that experience of that. Um, and that's just about, it's about, celebrating both of those not just revering the seed sprouting and being resentful of when it's not happening quick enough it's actually just celebrating both of those experiences in a more of a balanced way i love i love all of this so such a i'm glad <laughs> i love having these conversations i no. love having these conversations yeah and, and i know we, we already know um we can talk forever about all of this and i mean hope the listeners are taking away some nuggets of wisdom what is one of your final nuggets of wisdom for for the listeners i th i think what's really come out of what we've been talking about today is is the joy of the journey i think that's the piece that i i've already shared that but i just really want to um just leave that as the last and final thought for us to, to kind of wrap things up on is allowing yourself to experience the joy of the journey, you know, and it is a permission slip that I believe we have to write for ourselves. I think we do have to write that for ourselves. And I think it's a very rebellious act. Okay. It's a very rebellious act to go against, um, you know, what is going on on a mass level. As I said, this, this reverence, this worshipping almost that's taking place of the achievements, it's a very rebellious act to go against the mainstream and to 
you know, to come in and just go, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to find the joy in the journey of where I'm going. I'm going to, you know, suck the joy out of this every single day, even in the discomfort, because it's the joy of the journey isn't, doesn't mean that it's always going to be amazing and joyous and incredible, but it's how can we actually come to a deeper place of acceptance of the fullness of that journey and allow the joy to be in all of it. Um, And I think it's, it's a very rebellious act for us to to stand in that and to come back into the present moment and fall in love with the life that we're creating as we're creating it instead of waiting for us to fall in love with it when we've arrived at the point that we think we should have. I love it so much. Thank you for your wisdom. And how can people get in touch with you to book a psychic human design reading? How can they work? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that would be amazing. I love it's one of the things that I love to do the most. Um, particularly at the moment, I derive an immense amount of joy at looking at people's human design charts, but really bringing in my psychic gifts because, as you well know, human design, there is so much information, so much wisdom, so much beauty, and it can feel very we can get lost in in where do I go, where do I start? And you know, whilst we're told there's certain areas to go, I think our body also, and I, I believe that our bodies really have this beautiful way of guiding us into what is the most um, important areas for us to tap into so that we can own more of ourselves and express ourselves in our most authentic way. So combining my psychic use with human, your human design chart, I'm able to hear what your body is saying, you know, okay, what is it for you right now? Okay. Maybe it's, and and that's what it's been so far. It's like, okay, I need to go into your G center. Like we have to go into your G center and we've got to look at the gates that are active right here. And we've really got to pull out because there's some wisdom in this that you need right now. And to really talk about, you know, what that's going to look like for you. So I kind of bring all of that in and I'm also a line five as well in human design. So I've got to bring some practicality. I've got to bring some very practical solutions. So I like to really help people embody the wisdom that comes from their human design chart in alignment with where their body is guiding them to go. So if people would like to book psychic human design readings with me, um, then best place to connect with me right now is either over on Instagram, which is um, at I am Gemma Bernad, or you can come over and find me on Facebook on my personal profile. I have a lot of beautiful conversations. I share a lot of psychic transmissions for human design um, through there. And they're obviously my podcast, The Success Revolution. So there's really three places. Feel into what feels good for you. Yeah. And um, respond if that's your, respond if that's your authority or consider this an invitation to go and go and have a look. Yeah, <laughs> and and I, I make sure to put it all in the show notes and Thank you, Gemma, for being here. I really love this conversation so much. And I hope you all enjoyed this conversation. And I'm excited to be here next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, then please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. And if you also know someone that you know in your heart could benefit from listening to this podcast, then I invite you to please share and help me reach more conscious leaders so we together can create global impact. I truly appreciate you and see you next time.